0: Welcome to this Mount Pleasant Baptist Church podcast recorded at our Thornley campus. We're glad you've joined us and we pray that the Lord will speak to you and encourage you through this message. Wow. How great is our God. How awesome, how amazing, how generous, how kind is our God, how compassionate, how much is our God abounding in love and faithfulness? What an amazing occasion this is today, my goodness. As we witness and bear testimony to what God has done and uh, is doing and will do, amen? amen. In this, uh, this, his church and in this region. And my goodness, how beautiful is the weather down here in Thornley? Is it always <laughs> like this down here? It's raining in (laughs) Burragoon, it's just a beautiful, the Lord's blessing, it's on this place. Well many of you know that uh, at Mount Pleasant we're preaching a series called uh, But God, this uh, whole idea that, uh, you know, our circumstances may be bleak at times, but God. Things may be difficult, various mountains and challenges may loom large before us, but God. And uh, Simon shared something of the journey that's brought us to this point. But uh, for me, as I've also uh, reflected back on the last 10 months or so, it seems to me that uh, the church here at Thornley is a but-God story unfolding, actually, before our very eyes. At the beginning of this year, as Simon shared, we began to meet first with the three elders, Kim, Frank, and Alex, uh, who, like... Simon has said, we just want to honour and just, I mean, these are just amazing, godly men who've led this church, and uh, then we began to meet with the church family, and what we discovered here really was a a group of people who loved the Lord, no question of that, people who loved the Lord, boy did they love the Lord, faithfully they'd persevered through some difficult times, but what we also discovered was a, a church that was really struggling To the degree that, uh, in fact, the option of just closing the doors uh, and uh, just moving on altogether was a very real option. Uh, No one wanted that to happen, really. No one deep down wanted that. But it was an option that was being considered at the time. People were tired. They were worn out. They were discouraged. And certainly amongst the elders, there was a, a clear sense we can't continue the way that we are. We can't keep going. I remember Frankie saying that. We just can't. We can't do it. There was almost a, a sense of, well not even almost, there was. There was a, a sense of desperation. Perfect conditions for the Holy Spirit <laughs> to have his way and to do his work. An ideal, you might say, an ideal but God scenario. And Simon and I knew that the Lord wasn't finished with this place or these people. Far from it. But rather that this would be a place and these would be a people where the glory of God would be revealed. And that his faithfulness, God's faithfulness, would be celebrated for many years to come. Amen. So today I'm going to just share with you three but God statements that have particular relevance for this new work that God's doing here in Thornley. Statements that uh, that highlight and celebrate the faithfulness of God among us. And uh, if you've got our church app, let me just uh, give a plug for that. If you haven't, you can find out a way of getting that. But um, that will have, I believe, the Thornley notes on it. Maybe it doesn't. It does? Let's hope so. If not, we'll make sure that, that happens from now on. Anyway, the three but God statements. Number one, but God initiates. Isaiah 43. The Lord says, be familiar with these words See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams of water in the desert. Now, we know that's always the case. God's God's always doing new things. He's a God of wonderful creativity and new life and newness in every way, new initiatives. And so we see that here in Thornley, God is doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm sure you do, particularly those of you who are part of the former church church. Uh, I imagine the newness is smacking you in the face repeatedly round about now. Uh, Everything's new. There's a new name, new approach, new leadership, new campus pastor, new kitchen, new bathrooms, new people. My goodness, who are all these new people? Where do they come from? It's a new church. And uh, God is doing a new thing. So God initiates and we respond. Now, how? we respond is particularly important and it's important in an ongoing way let me uh, illustrate when God delivered the Israelites from slavery in Egypt he was uh, initiating a new era the formation of a new people a new nation and uh, at first we see the people who were in slavery of course uh, responding with great faith and great obedience they responded well at first they responded well at first but And here's an important statement I'll put up on the screen. When things get rough and disorienting, the predictability and security of the past start looking pretty good. It can be a bit scary to look forward. Often it's easier when things become a bit scary looking forward to look back to what was before that was perhaps a bit more comfortable in some ways. Only six weeks into their delivery from slavery, the Israelites started looking back and complaining. How we respond to God's initiative is really important. And they weren't responding well, the Israelites. Exodus 16 tells us that the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. Listen to what they said. If only we'd died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. Oh, those were the good old days, those days of slavery, weren't they? <laughs> I mean, really. Amazing, isn't it? How people have selective memory. Uh, we all do it, actually. The good old days were so much better. Well, generally, they weren't, actually. Very often, they weren't. We just conveniently forget the hard things, as we focus on the negatives of the present. That's what happens. We focus on the negatives of the present, suddenly the future looks frightening, and we want to go back. When Jesus came, once again, God was initiating a whole new era of history, a new covenant, a new kingdom under Jesus' sovereign reign. And uh, you might recall that whole conversation Jesus had about wine and wineskins. Matthew 9, with John's disciples, interestingly, it was John's disciples, not his own, but John's disciples, who were tending to hold on to ways of doing things and kind of looking back, yeah, but we're following John, who are you? We're John's disciples. See, with God's new initiatives, there's a new wine of the Spirit being poured out, and new wine requires a new wineskin. That's what Jesus teaches a principle. If you pour wine into an old wine skin, back in those days of wine skins, the skin will burst and the wine will run out. Disaster. No one wants that to happen. Where there is a new thing God is doing here at Thornley, there's new wine that needs the new wine skin that God has provided and is providing and will provide. New structures, new thinking, new practices, new leadership new ways of doing things, and very importantly, a letting go of the old. Now, I love the way that that's been happening here at Thornley. I know for some it hasn't been easy. You know, working bees where skips have been filled with things that have been here for a long time. No, no, that's hard. That is, That's hard. Hard to let go. But there's been a willingness, we've discerned over time, a willingness, even for those who found it hard, to lay things down, to let things go in preparation for and in anticipation of the new thing that God is doing. And that laying down, that letting go and leaving behind, that is so commendable to those of you who've been able to do that. God initiates and we respond in faith and obedience. Number two, second, but God statement is but God collaborates. Ephesians 2 tells us that, uh, that we are God's workmanship. We're God's handiwork uh, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God has prepared in advance for us to do. So let me say that you know God has prepared opportunities for good works right here in Thornley for you to do. Isn't that a, a, an extraordinary thought? God has prepared in advance, sovereignly, right here in Thornley, in this community around us, people for you to meet and conversations for you to have and ways for you to help and relationships for you to develop and brokenness for you to heal. Lost people just waiting for you to find them in Jesus' name. People in darkness longing to find some light and some hope, and some peace, and some purpose in their lives. We have the answers. We have the answers in Jesus. Good works. Good works that God has prepared in advance for you to do. That's awesome. And here's the amazing thing. God is already at work here in the local community. And uh, Jesus makes that clear in John 5, where he says, My Father is always at work, and I too am working. Uh, some of you will be familiar with the course written many years ago by uh, Henry Blackaby called Experiencing God. Anyone ever heard of that course? The numbers of you have uh, impacted me greatly, actually, and the must have been the, um, the late 1990s. One of the things that Blackaby says is that not only is God always at work around you, but he also invites you to join him in his work. Beautiful concept that God wants to collaborate with you I love that word collaborate literally it's it's co-labor to you know to to work with to collaborate he wants to do that with you in other words when it comes to these good works that God's prepared in advance for us to do he's not sitting in heaven with a clipboard and a, a scorecard you know preparing a progress report on your task list calling out from a distance, so how's it all going down there? And how are you going with your particular jobs that I've given you, those works, those good works? Not so well? Well, get on with it. Three out of (laughs) ten. There's your score. No, not at all. God, by his spirit, perhaps much to our surprise, is already at work out there in the community he's already at work, he's going before us he's in the shopping centres and in the schools and in the sporting clubs he's in people's homes, in people's families where there's darkness he's in the marketplace with his sleeves rolled up, beckoning us, come on come and join me, come and help with me work with me, walk with me learn the unforced rhythms of grace, it's not something you have to force on people, God's already at work, preparing the way paving the way, beckoning us to come and join him in his it's a beautiful thing God collaborates with us that we might participate with him in his work speaking of collaboration just um, reminds me of Paul's words to the Philippians early in his letter he writes this he says you Philippians I thank God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from this day until now isn't that an extraordinary thing a partnership in the gospel I love that concept That idea that Paul's saying to the Philippians, you know, we're in this together. You're with me and what I'm doing, I'm with you and what we're doing. We're not always together geographically, but we're partnering in the gospel. What I want to say is that this birth of a new church called Thornley Community Church, a, a campus of Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, this is the birth of a new partnership in the gospel. You're not on your own down here. We're partnering with you. We're in this together. A Mount Pleasant, Thornley partnership in the gospel. I love that. It's a work of the spirit of God. It's a great honour actually to partner in the gospel because even though you may think that you need us at Mount Pleasant with our size and our strength and our resources, that may be true. You might think, yeah, we do. We, we need. Well, that's yeah, good. I'll tell you what also is true. We need you in ways that many people won't fully understand. And here at Thornley, you will teach us things at Biragoon that we could not learn apart from our partnership in the gospel. So thank you in advance for all that you will teach us. It's a God-given collaboration together. So God collaborates and we participate. Just a third and final but God statement. This time, but God completes... And uh, Simon alluded to this in his prayer, Philippians 1, six, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Some of us are very good at starting things, but not so good at finishing them. And maybe at your place, uh, there are a whole bunch of projects around the house that have been started, but you've never just quite gotten around to finishing them. You see a few husbands and wives' elbow. He's, he's talking about you. <laughs> we have a tendency, don't we, to uh, lose momentum. We start things with great enthusiasm, but then, you know, over time we get distracted, other things come up, the enthusiasm wanes. I know for me, um, I'm normally quite good at finishing things. Just looking for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but I have lost track of the number of Netflix series that I've begun, and then over time I just lose interest, and I just rarely seem to finish them. God God completes. When he starts something, he completes it. The Lord says in Isaiah, my word that goes out of my mouth will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and will achieve the purpose for which I sent it. What an encouragement that should be for us. And so we don't need to fear that things will drift back to the way they were before. I've heard whispers of that from some who've been a part of the previous church that met here in this building. Oh, I just hope that things don't drift back to the way they were before. Well, no, they won't. Absolutely not. Why? But God. But God completes. God is at work and God will complete. He will do it. And, uh, and as we think about this idea, this truth that it is all God, it's all God's work, He will do it. There is, uh, if I can warn a little, a certain theological approach that might then say, well you beauty, God is just going to do it. And so we can just sit back and watch what God is doing. He's going to do it. Praise God. But in fact, plan and purpose of God, we don't ever just sit back and watch yes god completes but we have a role to contribute and to play our part and to make sure we continue to embrace the new thing that god is doing and very importantly that we don't quench the spirit of god by our insistence on holding on to old wine skins that we don't quench the Spirit of God by our tendency to fear the future and therefore start to look back at the past and think, wow, it was better the way it was. We didn't have all these crowds of people here. We were just nice and comfortable in our nice little building here. It was better the way it was. No, no, no. God completes. Augustine had a good handle on this tension when he famously came out with this line, pray as though everything depended on God. Work as though everything depended on you. Of that, the thing is, I still in an amazing way. And again, Simon's alluded to some of this, but last Saturday was a nine to five prayer meeting right here, where uh, I think, according to Craig, probably around 70 or 80 people showed up at a prayer meeting various times of the day. Awesome people came and went. Some could stay just for an hour, some could stay all day, a couple of hours. Uh, but there's a level of prayer participation right there that indicates a higher level of dependency upon God, a heart that says, you know, Lord, whatever's coming next for us as a church here, wow, we need you. We depend upon you. We are nothing without you. We cannot do this without you. And that whole heart of dependence is something that just needs to be continually embraced and nurtured. This idea, we can't actually do this. You know, today you might think, wow, this is good, this is all going well. No, but we need Lord, we need you. We need you more and more. We always need you. Praying as though everything depends upon God. And then, of course, to mention the working bees, as have been mentioned, have taken place over the recent months. I think close to 100% of the, uh, the, the previous uh, Thornley group that met here. My goodness, dedication, painting, cleaning out, fixing up, freshening up. There's a lot of work that's been done as we've highlighted. And again, a faithful army of people gathering Saturday by Saturday, week by week during the week to work hard. Well done. Well done. That is inspiring. The place looks great. Work. Work as though everything depends upon you. Pray as though everything depends upon God. That sentiment of Augustine is, uh, I think, captured well by the words of Paul in Colossians 1.29, which says this, Paul says, To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Don't you love that? It's brilliant, actually. It's a brilliant line. Paul's, Paul's figured it out. He's worked out. Man, I've got to work. I've got to work strenuously. I've got to work hard. But as I work hard, I recognize that I'm working hard with the energy of Christ working in me. It's not a works-based theology. It's all grace, and yet it's hard work with the energy of Christ. God is at work around us. He's also at work in us and through us. God completes. We contribute. So just as I close this morning, you know, the work that's been done in this building is awesome. It's an inspiration. But uh, know it's all preparation for what's to come and uh, now and then Margie and I'll host a dinner party for a group of people various groups of people and uh, let me assure you that during the lead-up there's a lot of work done Uh, lawns are mowed floors are vacuumed and mopped food is prepared Uh, we get the place beautiful or least Margie does Um, I've generally got a Netflix series that I've got to finish off (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it's a team effort. But you know, all that's done for us in those circumstances is, is not for us. It's for the benefit of our guests, so that when they arrive, we're ready to receive them. We're not distracted. We're ready to welcome them and to bless them. And so we're here today. All this excellent work that's been done so far. It's wonderful and well done. But it's just preparation. It's not for us, but it's not for us. It's for all of our guests out in the community, people we will invite to come and celebrate with us what the Lord is doing here. People who will enter the kingdom of God through the light that you shine in the darkness as you go out bearing of light and hope of the Holy Spirit. God initiates, we respond. Let's respond well in an ongoing way, with ongoing faith and obedience. God collaborates, we participate. Let's participate with enthusiasm and willingness. God completes, we contribute. And so let's be those who contribute with generosity and diligence in response to the amazing faithfulness of God. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord our God, we've declared together that you are faithful. And uh, Lord, today of all days we... Uh, we celebrate your faithfulness. We celebrate your goodness. And we come, Lord, today with thankful hearts and a sense of excitement and anticipation about the future and all that it will hold. Help us, Lord, to be those who keep our eyes fixed on you, the one who initiates, the one who collaborates, the one who welcomes us and joins, uh, invites us to join you in your work, the one who completes the work that you started, And so guide us, Lord, as we move forward in faith from this point, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We would love to hear from you. If you would like prayer, please submit a prayer request at mounties.org.au forward slash prayer or send an email to communications at mounties.org.au and one of our team will be in contact. Have a great week.